Shalom Aleichem Rabbi this is Rabbi Falk, speaking on the Revetzion podcast, speaking to you from Eretz Yisroh, from Telstone. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Shlach. In it is one of the most tragic episodes in the history of the Jewish people, the Chet HaMaraglim. When you take a look at the Chet HaMaraglim, it's fascinating. Moshe Rabbeinu sends the Maraglim, Kodesh Baruch says to Moshe, Send men out in order to investigate and to spy on Eretz Yisrael, the land which ultimately Mirtz will give you. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he sends them out, he sends them with a very, very clear mission. He tells them to investigate and to look. The Pasuk says, Mahi. Investigate, take a look and find out what this land is all about. You should also investigate and spy on the people. Is it strong? Is it a strong nation? Is it a strong country or is it weak? Are they few or are they many? What do the cities look like? Are they fortified cities? Are they cities that are open to be conquered? And they were sent with a mission and they had to come back and testify and to inform Moshe Rabbeinu of the information that they found out. The Ramban says, I don't understand. The Yesh Khan Lisho, there's a tremendous question to ask. Moshe Rabbeinu sent them. And Moshe Rabbeinu even asked the Kodesh Baruch Hu, can I send them? A Kodesh Baruch Hu said, if you want to send them, send them. In Cain, Moshe atzmochato ba'inyan. If there's something wrong, if they were chayte, if they shouldn't have been sent, it's, it seems to be the chayte of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu authorized this, this shlichus of the Meraglim, the sending of the spies. Shinem It says in Dvarim that Moshe Rabbeinu thought it was a good thing that they should go and they should spy. And he goes and he tells them, check out, is it good? Is it bad? Are we going to, right? Is it, is it a strong country? Check out the cities. After he told them to do that, the Ramban says, what should they have done? The Baraglim had to go and fulfill what Moshe Rabbeinu commanded them to do. They were commanded to go look. And they come back and they give testimony to what's going on. They go and they and they come back and they tell they tell Moshe Rabbeinu, they give a, 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 a real report of what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Sai, from this Chedam Araglim came disaster for Klai Yisrael. It says when they came back, after they heard the Bnei Klai so heard the report from from the Meraglim, they raised their voice and they cried. Chazal say the Gemara says in Tainus they cried that night, but not only that night. The Gemara says on Daf Chovtes in Tainus, Omar Rabo Omar Reb that day that the Meraglim came back and gave their infamous report was Tishabov. Omer Baruchu. 
Aten bechis and bechias shalchinam. You cried for no reason on that night when the Meraglim came back. Vani kovelachem bechiladiris. I will establish for the Jewish people a day of crying for generations. And that was Erev Tishabov. That was the Chorben Beis Hamikdosh. Rabbi says, such a terrible day. And the Ramban says, what did they do? They did what Moshe Rabbeinu told them to do. Moshe Rabbeinu said, go and take a look at Eretz Yisrael and tell me all about it. Is it strong? Is it not strong? What are the cities like? What are the people like? And that's exactly what they did when they came back. Says the Ramban, a beautiful thing. The Ramban says, when you send out spies to spy out somewhere where you are interested in, in conquering and capturing, there's two different reasons why you send spies. One reason is you go to spy on the country in order to make a decision as to whether you can conquer that nation. You want to go see if they're strong, if you have the power, if you have the army in order to be able to capture capture that place. That's one reason why we send spies. Can we do it or can't we do it? There's another reason why we send spies because everything that we do in this world, we do alpi derech hateva. We do it according to the way the laws of nature govern this world. And therefore, before you go to conquer a place, you certainly have to go map the territory out. You have to look and see where am I going to have to send the big army? Which cities are fortified? Which cities are not fortified? Where are there their gibayrim? Where are their strong forces? So I'll know how to fight. But that's a different kind of sending a spy. That's sending a spy, not because I have, I have any doubt that I can conquer the enemy. That's sending a spy because that's the way a person is supposed to live in this world. According to the laws of nature, you have to plan out and you have to devise a good plan in order to conquer the place. And then you go, but you know already that I can conquer that place. You just have to decide how exactly to do it. Moshe Rabbeinu sent the Meraglim because Moshe Rabbeinu knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had promised Eretz Yisrael to Klai Yisrael. And he promised that we would be successful in our conquest of Eretz Yisrael. He sent them just to map out and to, to, to see where the, where the different armies are, how exactly to conquer them. But there was never a second of doubt that they would be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael. The Miraglim, when they came back, true, they gave up a, a report of how powerful the nation is that's living in Eretz Canaan and how strong the armies were. But they said, they said something else also. They said something terrible. It says, Ay, the Pasuk says, B'sham Ra'inu, they saw the, the, the very powerful people and they saw everything there and they came back and they said to Moshe Rabbeinu that we're not going to be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael. We're not going to be able to do it. That was the gewaldig of chet. That was the terrible chet of the Meraglim. When the Meraglim came back, nobody asked them. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't send them to decide whether they could conquer Eretz Yisrael or they couldn't conquer Eretz Yisrael. Of course they could conquer Eretz Yisrael. Kodesh Baruch Hu promised that you could conquer Eretz Yisrael. That's not what they were supposed to say. 
That they weren't asked. That they should have had no doubt. Of course, they were going to be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi said, we live in a world where the actions that we do every day, the way we live, is a contradiction to what we really, really believe in. A person, chas v'shalom, gets sick. So a person like that is obligated. The rapa, your rapa, the person says you have to go to a good doctor, the person has to get the best treatment, the person has to go to a good hospital, a person has to take the medicine that the doctor gives him, has to do everything in, in, in his power to make a hishtadlus that he should get better. But on the other hand, the person has to realize while he's going to the doctor, while he's taking that medicine, he has to realize that that medicine and that doctor is not what makes him better. What makes him better is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us, I want you to live in this world of Hateva, but you have to remember while you're living up Hateva that the world is not Nayag Hateva. The world is controlled by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And even a sick person can have a refuah if a Kodesh Baruch Hu decides that that person should have a refuah. And a person who's healthy, he can take the best eat the best food, and if he gets sick, take the best medicine, and be by the best doctor, and if he doesn't realize that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is the one who's Merapa, is Reifei Chobosar, so then that person is totally distorting the way the whole world works. The same thing is true by Parnosa. A person has to go out and make his Hishtanus to make Tav, tav Parnosa. You have to go, you have to work, you have to think, what is the best business plan? How should I do it? You have to go and speak to your clients. You have to go and, and study in order to have a Parnosa. But a person, while he does all of that Hishtanus, while he does everything that seems to point to that I am the one who's making the money, and I'm a good businessman, and that's why I'm making it, and I did a good deal, and that's why I'm making money. While he does that, he has to realize that it's not his tremendous business talent that's making him the money. But, the parnasa that we'll make, the Kodesh Baruch decides what kind of parnasa we'll make. And no matter what we do, if we, we still have to remember that it's a Kodesh Baruch who's giving that parnasa. It's an unbelievably difficult thing to do. To, to, to live in a world where we have to act and and make such ishtablus in order to be healthy, in order to be wealthy, in order to make a good parnosa. And we do things that are a total contradiction to what we really believe in. But that is the Nisoyan of this world, that we have to go and we have to do things that contradict what we know to be the truth, which is that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is mashgich on the world. And the amount that we have bitochen and realization that it's really coming from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, but in the same measure a Kodesh Baruch Hu will show us wonders in our lives. Rabbi Isai, I have a very, very dear friend, a chabrusa of mine, who has a son who's very, very sick. They just found out he has a, a tumor in his in his brain. Terrible, terribly sick. And Mirzashem, everybody should daven for for Shlema. His name is Chaim Yaakov Ben Chava Hillary. Mirzashem, you should have a refuah Shlema Min Hashemayim. He came back from the hospital the second day when they started treatments, the radiology and and the chemotherapy. And he told me that he met a woman in the hospital, and he said, "I push was blown away by this woman." 
There's a woman in the hospital. She goes around and she has a big cart. And on that cart, she has drinks, cold drinks, hot drinks, all kinds of, you know, danishes and, and, and nosh and sandwiches to try to help the people who are there to, you know, they're there for, for you know, could be there for the whole day, for even days, you know, with sick people in order to try to give them some support. And she came up to him, he tells me, this lady comes up and she says, please take something to drink. You've been here for a long time. You have to take care of yourself. And he's like, no, no, I really, I really, I just, I have no, I have no desire to eat or drink anything right now. She says, no, please take something. Finally, he took something and she's a very sweet woman. And he asked her, tell me, how did you get into, you know, this, this uh, business of coming around with a card and giving people food? When, when did you start doing this? The lady said, let me tell you a story. She says, I was married for 10 years and I had no children. And my husband is a wonderful person. And I, we went to doctors and the doctors told us that the reason that I'm the cause, I'm, I'm not able to have children. So I went to my husband and I told him, listen, you love me and I love you, but I don't want to hold you back from having a family. So therefore, give me a get, we'll get divorced, and you can remarry, and you'll marry a wife who could bear children for you, and you'll be able to build a family. I don't want to hold you back. And my husband told me, I love you and I will never leave you. She said I was very touched, but I felt terrible that I'm holding him back from, from being able to build a family. And she said, I went to one of the G'dayli Hador. She said, I went to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach, Zecher Tzadik V'Kodesh Levrocha. And I went into him. I banged, I, I first went, I knocked on the door and he opened the door. He let me in, told me to sit down. And I, I told him my situation. I told him my story. And he looked at me and he said, I want to tell you something. HaKodesh Baruch doesn't owe us anything. Kodesh Baruch owes us nothing. And she said, I was broken. I was broken. I came to get a bracha, to get chizik from this Gadol Ador, and he tells me, Hashem doesn't owe you anything. And I got up to leave. And as I was leaving, he called me and he said, no, please, sit down. Sit down. Well, I'm not finished. And she said, I sat back down. And then he said to me, HaKadosh Baruch doesn't owe us anything. But HaKadosh Baruch runs this world, Mido Keneged Mido. The way we act is the way HaKadosh Baruch acts to us. The way we act to other people is the way HaKadosh Baruch will act to us. And he said to me, if you go out and you do chesed and you do things for people that you owe nothing to, so then HaKadosh Baruch will do to you things that he doesn't owe you also. And the woman said, I got up and I left his house and I was shaken up and I decided there that I was going to go and try to help people that I don't even know, that I owe nothing to. And I decided that I'm going to go in hospitals and give out food and try to be machazik to strengthen and to console people who are going through difficult situations. And she said, I started doing this. And she said, I do it in three hospitals. I go to three different hospitals. She said, I have, Baruch Hashem, today, three children. Three children. And she says, it's not an easy job. I go around to these three different hospitals. I have to, I have to, I have, to have a lot of food. 
She says, I have to rent a place like a storage area where I can store all the food so I have it to take it around. But she says, today, I can't do it by myself, but my children and my grandchildren help me. And we go around to those three hospitals. Raboisai, lo It's such an unbelievable. The, the chesed of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, when we go out and we extend ourselves and the way we act to other people, Kodesh Baruch Hu gives back. She went out and she did for people she didn't know anything to. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu paid her back. He doesn't owe us anything. But the chasodim that he does with us, the, the world that we live in, we think it's just based on what we do. If I go out and I work, I'll have parnosa. If I go to a good doctor, I'll have a refuah. Raboisai, the world works in a totally different way. In a lamala midera chateva way. We, every time we walk in and dive into a Kaddish Baruch, we're, we're, we're declaring that we realize that the world is not just the natural world, but we can speak to a Kaddish Baruch and we can ask a Kaddish Baruch to help us beyond the ways of Teva, beyond the ways of nature. And that is the way the world really works. Raboisa, we have to remember that. That's a, that's the message from the Chet HaMiraglim. The Miraglim went into Eretz Yisrael and they were supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael. They were supposed to see what was going on. But that they should decide after HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that we're going to take Eretz Yisrael. That you, you went through Nisim and Niflos. You saw that anything, anything is possible if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it to be. And you think that you have to decide we can or we can't do it. We can do anything if a Kaddish Baruch wants us to do it. Rabbi Sai, we should be Hashem to have that special relationship with a Kaddish Baruch to pour out our hearts when we need something, to dive into a Kaddish Baruch when he listens. He doesn't always give us everything that we want, but a Kaddish Baruch is there. We live in a world of Lamalami Derachateva, especially when they were going into Eretz Yisrael, where it's watches in a very, very special way. we should be that we should turn our hearts to Kaddish Baruch Hu and a Kaddish Baruch Hu should be memale kol mishalos libenu